It's high tide time. <laughs> What do I mean by high tide time? Well, back to school time, right? So we have the new emotions, the newness, the new feelings, uncomfortableness, excitement, anxiousness, nervousness, and so much. I know I certainly am experiencing this year with both my kids having to go to new schools because they graduated from, so my little one graduated from pre-K and so he has to go to kindergarten. It's a new school, new environment, has to go by bus. And my older one is going into middle school. So we've got, <laughs> both of them have, they have reached the milestone. And so there is absolutely, you know, um, craziness going on. There is nervousness and excitement at the same time. And so I am trying to stay, of course, you know, keep my cool. But at the same time, I am working on providing that safe space for my kids so that, you know, they can feel comfortable expressing their emotions. So today I want to share four possible ways that you can, you know, help your child in the distress, in the, you know, the newness and the new phase of this, this school year. And so without taking a further ado, let's take a dive in. So before we even go further, I want to share this example. So let's say, for example, you starting, you're starting a new job and a career and you go to your, you know, first day of work, come back home and somebody's just like, you know, you have so much that you want to share. And let's say you go to your partner and you're just saying, you know, you're like, hey, I want to share something. And your partner goes like, yeah, I'm listening. And then you keep, you start talking, but your partner is, you know, either with, his or her phone or they're cooking or they're doing dishes or they're watching tv how do you feel right yeah awful it's like you know what forget it i don't want to talk right same thing happens with our child when they come from school some kids have so much that they want to share and some kids just shut off it's an art of you know for us parents to understand what works better for our children so i always say parenting is all it's it's art and the science and it's it's like a mixture and it's not a one size fits all because what works for me might not works for you and what works for you might not works for me in fact what works for my older one doesn't work for my little one and what works for my little one doesn't work for my older one and so it all depends so this is all a trial and testing period where you know we can learn about each other and with each other right so let's here are some ways that you can help your child deal with this feelings of you know nervousness excitement whatever they're feeling this year for the back to school and so number one is instead of half listening listen with full attention like how i said in previous experience uh, example right it can be so discouraging to try to get through to someone who is not paying attention to us right and who's only like who's just lip servicing and they're not looking at us and they're, you know, multitasking, they're doing their own thing. It's just like, you know what, forget it. I don't want to talk to you. And so our kids feel the same. And so I feel like it's much easier to tell our stories and, you know, 
experiences to and you know share with a parent who is really listening and so that's what our children are feeling and you know you don't we don't have to say anything often it's you know our silence and our presence is what our child needs so there you go listen with full attention instead of listening you know instead of half listening number two instead of questions and advice acknowledge their feelings so important when we're in the moment it's important to you know to show up with presence it's important to give them attention instead of asking questions and it's my personal experience actually when we're in the moment and when kids come and they have like so much excitement to share something and they want to tell all these stories and all we do is start start asking questions and giving them advice for example let's say your child comes and you know goes like oh i lost my pencil again third time today or i my pencil was stolen again what we do is like we start giving them advice and we start asking oh really was it really stolen or you misplaced it right so that just shows that we're not trusting our child and so in in you know during this this time when their feelings and when they're coming home from school and stuff they don't want they don't need more questions than your advice all they want is your presence and you acknowledging their feelings for example you know when let's say if they're saying something instead of just blaming them questioning or advising them what you can do is you know acknowledge like oh really for example right oh yeah i see oh that must be so cool things like that you know because i feel it's kids catch up on our energy more than our words so it's just our attitude and you know they they can feel our energy with how we're saying in um so just don't ask question to ask question and they really don't need to know your advice that's for sure what they need is they need a safe space so that they can express their feelings number three instead of denying the feeling give help them identify their feeling right because a child i feel like a child who learns the vocabulary the words for what they're experiencing inside feels deeply comforted and you know it feels when when we acknowledge their experiences they feel like oh yeah you know what she is listening to me or they feel they you know there is this whole sense of safe space and so it's so important to you know just for example when they when they are um crying or something what we do is like oh stop crying what's it what's in it to cry about right that's denying and we're, what we're saying is like oh i know better than you do but you're not in their body so how do you know what they're going through and so let's let them express their feelings number four instead of explanation and logic give your child 
a sense of fantasy or like a wishes in fantasy. Let me explain what do I mean. When children want something and they can't have it, what we adults do is we usually respond with like logical explanation of you know why can't they have certain things or why can't ha- why can't they go to certain places, right? And I have experienced that often the harder we explain, the harder they protest. And it it's actually psychologically, that's how it goes. When you're in the moment, we're in the heat of the moment, and you're trying to give all these logical explanation and you're lecturing, it doesn't work. Their brain doesn't register and they just protest, right? And they will just backtalk or they'll just, they'll, you know, they'll have tantrums and they'll, they'll experience bigger emotions and on on the other side it will shut them off it's just just creates more chaos and sometimes just having someone understand how much you want something makes it reality easier to handle or easier to understand what do i mean by that for example let's say i mean my little one has done this many times so he loves banana and if we bought banana and, you know, the banana is not ready to eat yet, what he'll do is, you know, he'll he'll scream about it. I want banana or, you know, whatnot. And he'll have he'll have his moments of frustration and screaming. And what I do in return is, oh, man, I wish I can just make this banana right so fast that you can eat right now. And what makes him in that in that moment when I say like you know a phrase like that or when I acknowledge that he really wants it and I, you know, focus on his wish, he says, oh, I know. It'll be so nice if this can ripe if if I can eat this banana right now. Okay, what can I eat some what can I eat instead of this banana? Cause you said I can't eat this banana. Right? So it makes it so much easier for him to process that okay this banana is just not ready to eat and it always works it works with him um and you know it just especially with little kids you always do it with fantasy and when it's when it's about you know older kids you just say oh yeah i wish i wish we can do this ah that that would be so cool to do this i know i always thought it would be so nice to go and stay with my friends but You know, when I don't get invitations from my friend's family, I can't just go to their house like that, right? So when you, instead of explaining logically with the seriousness, add some playfulness, add some fun, and add some, you know, convey it with like added imagination or fantasy. And that this way they are more receptive receptive to it. So I hope this helps. So to just to summarize here are the four ways that you can you can help your child in distress during this back to school time number one is by listening with full attention number two is by acknowledging their feelings with the word or with you know short um words and number three by giving by by helping them identify their feelings and number four by acknowledging them with fantasy or wishes instead of logically explaining why can't they have certain things.
Don't let people who do so little for you define so much of you. Yes, this is like, you know, because I am recovering people pleaser myself. And I used to take everyone's opinions and advice so much into my head until I learned that you know, I have all the answers within myself. Yes, it's it's a one thing to, you know, take resources and learn from it, but it's another thing to take somebody's advice and opinions to the heart and make it my own. I don't have to do it. I can make my choice. Yes, you know, I do go I do go and ask, you know, for for help. But I don't take other people's words so seriously and just do it so for for example when i mean like you know don't um let other people define so much of you when they do do so little is like you know you are the one who is with yourself 24 7 not everybody right and so you don't have to listen to what other people say or what are they gonna say or, you know, what are other people going to think about me? Let's put that aside. Let's put that in the back burner. Burn it up. Chuck it up. We don't need that. You be you. You live, you know, your values and just move forward. And so I am a recovering people pleaser. So I know how how it is to, you know, not let other people's opinions to my heart. And lesson number 10, and it's so important, and I am reminding that this is like the most important lesson that I need to take it with me, is it's okay to outgrow people who aren't growing. Yes. And it's okay to change your inner circle. It's okay to, you know, choose, make a choice again and to hang out with someone who is helping you evolve and who's helping you grow, right? Like how they say, if you're the smartest person in the room, change the room. So it's okay to outgrow people. And yeah, you don't have to stay with the same person just because you grew up together. You know, if they, if you don't align, if you don't have same values, if you're not aligned, if you, you know, if the, if the friend is not, helping you in the sense you know with your dream like when I say helping you with your dream doesn't mean like helping you like literally helping you but you know who is always criticizing you and who doesn't believe in you those are not the people that you want to hang out with anymore and so it's okay to outgrow people I I mean I am outgrowing relatives and family members Yes, um, I don't share much about it, but yeah, I am like literally cutting people off of my life just because they are relatives or just because they're family member. But if they're not, you know, if they're not, they don't have like good wishes for me, peace out. You know, you're not for me, I'm not for you, and I don't have to be for everyone. And everybody doesn't have to be for me, right? And so it's okay for us to outgrow people who aren't growing and who are, you know, not aligning with my value, 
not aligning with my, you know, my purpose, um, who are, you know, gossiping and who are talking behind my back and who are telling me, oh, this is not the right thing to do, who are telling me and, you know, um, criticizing me and things like that. So it's okay. And so it's okay to outgrow. I hope these 10 lessons have... I am taking these to my heart and reminding myself reminding myself that I am a gift to the world and I can make an impact. And so I hope this serve you as much as it is serving me. See you next time.